Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Welcome to Ed the Sock Lives for week two. Yes, I live to do a second week. We'll see if week three happens. That'll all depend upon what happens in the next hour. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Tonight, today, whatever. It depends when you're listening to this. Nowadays, people can listen to this whenever they want. So it could very well be tonight that you're listening to this. But if it is, why didn't you listen to it during the day when it was live and you could call in at 416-640-0200, talk about whatever it is you want. Uh, A lot of topics we'll get to today. But first, we have a very special guest joining me uh, today on the phone. It's uh, the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown. Mayor Brown, hello. Afternoon. How are you doing? Doing great. That's great. A little, ner- a little nervous right now. We're about to get some more provincial restrictions on Peel Region, but other than that, I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. I thought you were nervous because you were talking to me. No, no. Okay, you're, good. You're, 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 you're a friendly sock. Well, I can be, that's for sure. And uh, now, Mayor Brown, I don't have a ton of experience with Brampton. I did every, for a, a few years ago, every Thursday, I worked, uh, I hosted at a nightclub in Brampton called Hooterville Station. But I don't think that place is still there, and I don't think it's actually reflective of the experience of living in Brampton. Uh, I've driven through Brampton. It's a very modern city, uh, beautiful place. What do people in Brampton call themselves? Bramptonians? Bramptonians. Is that official? Because I think Bramptonites would sound much cooler. You know what? I, th- I think you could go for, for, for either one, uh, whatever, whatever your cup of tea is. Now, what do I need to know if I'm just somebody come down from another planet and I land in Brampton? What do I need to know about Brampton? What would you tell me as mayor about Brampton? It is a, mo- it is a mosaic of the world. Yeah, 115 different languages spoken, people from every corner of the globe, a city that never sleeps, it's never boring. There's always something happening. Uh, it would be a good uh, short description of uh, of, uh, of of the city. And we've had a, a number of uh, famous residents, you know, from former Premier um, Bill uh, Davis to Alessia Cara to uh, um, Russell Peters. Uh, you know, Brampton's uh, a pretty neat place. All right. Now, where are some places I need to visit in order to get a real sense? Not, not the, the touristy places, but the places to get a real sense, a real taste of the flavor of Brampton. What places, not like the city center and places like that, because that's only places you go to pay your bills. It's boring. What are the, some of the real colorful places in Brampton that you'd recommend I go to? Well, you know, Brampton has so many different um, spots. You know, you, you go up into Huddenville in the northwest, and it feels like you're in a rural area. Um, then, then you go into the East End, and there's there's parts where it, it feels like you could be in um, you could be in India. Um, in the South End, there's a real vibrant Portuguese community where it feels like you're in the the, the Azores. And so, there's a lot of variety to to, to Brampton, but there's certainly some. Some staples. You know, I look at Sunnies, which is uh, 
a barbecue spot uh, that uh, uh, serves, um, it's not sit-down food, it's a sort of walk-up order. It's open at almost all hours. Um, and that's been in, in Brampton for, for years and is, is one of our, our famous institutions. I think that would be something that um, locals would know about but would not really be uh, uh, well-known um, on any tourist map. I have to check that place out. And nowadays, every place is walk-up. Unfortunately. Yeah, for now, every place is walk-up, so that's not really a, a unique aspect of it at this moment in time. What's the best part of being the mayor? Is it like in the Mel Brooks movie, It's Good to Be the King? What's the best part? Do you get, <laughs> do you get to park wherever you want? No, no. It means you get to hear everyone's problems and do your best to solve as many of them as you can. Uh, but, uh, no, it's um, it's a great community, and the people are friendly, and uh, um, it's, uh, it's a real privilege to serve. Now, is there a key to the city? There is a key to the city, and we give it out to distinguished um, Bramptonians. And the last time we gave out a key to the city was to the former Premier Bill Davis. All right, now, do you have to live in Brampton? Because I figure that uh, I'm broadcasting to Brampton now. You should probably give me the key to the city. Can a sock hold a key? Uh, I have people. You know, I think you have to be a Bramptonian. If you, and if you're looking at real estate, there's some great buys in in Brampton, it's a hot market. You could always move. You could always relocate to, to, to Brampton, and that you never know. It could put you in contention. Okay, but There's a lot of competition, though. Though, well, does the key to the city get me anything? Like, does it does it open doors? Can I park anywhere if I get the key to the city? Uh, you, you could try to use it at the city. Like, do I carry it around? It opens the, the doors now, but you never know. You could try the key. See if that works too. Can I wear it around my neck, like Flavor Flav? You know what? It would be pretty impressive bling. It probably would be. Uh, now I'm thinking about it. I walk into places and say, I got the key to the city. Give me free roti. You know what? Um, it may be a line. You never know. It might work. Have you ever tried it? Because you can get a key to the city for yourself. I generally don't wear bling. Um, it's not really my uh, my, my cup uh, of tea, Come on. But, uh, Patrick, so loosen I, I, up. I have not tried it. Loosen up, get, 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 get one of those big chains and the key around the city and walk around. I'm the mayor. Come on, if I was the mayor, I would drive in the middle lane, uh, like the middle of all traffic. I would just go wherever I wanted because I'm, I'm the mayor. Who's going to stop me? <laughs> can a sock drive? Oh, yeah, I can drive. I've got a very good driving record, as a matter of fact. Maybe ethnic- one of the reasons our insurance rates are higher in Peel Region. Well, my uh, my ethnicity doesn't get in the way of my ability to drive a vehicle. Um, I do have a very bad driver's license picture, though. Who doesn't? Yeah, is yours not good? Because you're the mayor. You can make them get a second picture. Unfortunately, your driver's license is provincial. I can't. I'm stuck with a bad picture, too. We're in the same boat. And, and that's great. I'm glad to be in the same boat as the mayor of Brampton. Now, you know, people have encouraged me to run for office. Um, is it worth it? Is it really? I mean, you got to knock on thousands of doors, meet lots of people, hear lots of complaints, hear lots of things from people who don't understand that there's three levels of government that handle very different, you know, very different things. Um, is it worth it? Is it? Would you recommend to me that I stand for public office? Do you love Canada? Of course, I love Canada. I am Canada. Well, then it's a great way to contribute and help out. You know, I'd, I'd say if, if you love your city, you love your country, it's, um, it's a great way to um, express that love and look at ways you can help. All right, so uh, can I uh, count on you for an endorsement if I decide to run? 
I'm I, I'm pretty good at putting up lawn signs. I'm a pretty good door knocker. Um, but you never know. There could be other socks out there that are asking me uh, for, for for their support. It's a, it's a little bit early. Hey, listen. When they've become a Canadian icon, then they can get your support. Right now, I have your support. And you know what? Brampton is known across the country. I was in Winnipeg with a friend at a roti shop. The best roti in Winnipeg. It was this little hole-in-the-wall place. The food was amazing. And I was sitting there, and there was a couple of guys, a couple of South Asian guys there, and uh, a a white couple. And we were all talking, and uh, they said, where are you from? And the, uh, the South Asian guy said, they were from the Toronto area. And they said, the, the white couple said, oh, are you from Brampton? And the two guys looked at each other and broke up laughing. So it turns out that, uh, that, that, that Brampton is famous across the country. Well, you know, there is uh, ties to Brampton uh, from coast to coast to coast. And I think we have uh, um, citizens... Uh, and have relatives um, all across the country, so it's it's uh, it's good to hear that even when you're in the West Coast, you got some people thinking of Brenton. All right, well, I want to thank you for uh, for coming, and uh, I want to encourage people, as I'm sure you would, to wear masks, social distance, because I can't figure out what the hell's going on with people, why the cases are going up, why people are having parties. So uh, I want to encourage people to take smart steps to keep this curve down. Well, thank you for that uh, public uh, advice. I'm sure our medical officer health will appreciate your collaboration. All right. Well, if you ever need me for a press conference, you know where to find me. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Mayor Patrick Brown of Brampton, for spending some time with us. My pleasure. All right. That was Patrick Brown. He's the mayor of Brampton. It wasn't a stand-in. That was, like, really him. I know you might be thinking, you just got some guy, to because there's so many impersonators of Mayor Patrick Brown. It's, there's a, it's a cottage industry. You probably think maybe it wasn't really him. No, that was really him. And uh, I'm thinking about moving to Brampton just for the key to the city. Because that, that bling would be... Though it, the, the key might be as big as I am. Unless it's like just one of those little keys like for like a padlock. That'd be very unimpressive. Spray-painted gold. Yeah, that ain't worth moving for. All right. Are we going to go to a commercial and come back with stuff? All right, Julie says yes. When Julie nods, we go. All right, we back. Don't forget to give us a call. 416-640-0200. You don't have to be a mayor to call in. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. Welcome back to the Sock Lives. Guess who I am? Julie, did you uh, did you watch any of those movies that I asked you to watch? Uh, no, I watched zero of them. You watched zero of them? Yes. All right, now is this because you were just very busy this week? You know, I think I'm just going to stay uncultured. No, this, 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 this cannot stand. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a device that plays DVDs? No, I do not. I just watch uh, online. What's the matter with you? You, you? What? You have nothing that plays DVDs? How can I give you good quality movies to watch if you've got nothing that plays DVDs? Well, the internet has everything. I can just look no, it up. No, it does not. It the does. internet does not have Rocky. The internet it does. does not. Have, it, the whole movie? Yes, it does. Well, then why didn't you watch it? 
You obviously checked to see if it was there because you know it's there, so why didn't you watch it? I told you. I think I just want to stay uncultured. No, this can't stand. <laughs> I think I think we need to make it a, a consideration of your employment that you have to start watching movies that are actually good. What do you watch? What do you choose to watch when you have your time? I usually watch uh, TV shows more than movies. All right. What yeah. TV shows do you watch? <clears throat> well, I just finished Black Mirror, as we were talking about before. Yeah, that's a good before show. Before the show. Um, and I also just finished The Boys, which is an, uh, an Amazon original show. I know that one. That's the one where uh, they, they expose superheroes and it's violent. Yes. It's too violent for me. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. And But those other movies you told me to watch aren't violent? No, they're violent in a different way. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're cartoon violence. Except for Rocky. Mm. But that's actual violence that shows real consequences. It's not superhero violence. I love superhero violence when it's cartoon violence, not when it's real violence. The, the, it was too cynical for me, the, the boys. I didn't watch it. All right, well, one second. Someone's calling. Someone's calling. Oh, all right. This is Julie hopping to, hopping to her job. So the phone number here is 416-640-0200. You do not need to be a mayor to call. Call, ask about whatever you want. Uh, Rio, I'm sure you're out there somewhere, Rio, with your brother Darko. I'm sure that you're out there and want to share your opinions on something this week. All right, so, uh, and if you're not Rio, and your name doesn't sound suspiciously like a uh, stripper's name, then uh, feel free to call as well. How are you, Jordan? I was in elementary school, good times. Well, actually, you probably were listening to my segments in the 2000s. Oh, yeah, 2000s. Sorry, in the 90s and 2000s just all blend together for me. How long <laughs> were you in elementary school for? Uh, what? Well, you were listening to me, you were listening to me in the 90s and in the 2000s while you were in elementary school. How many, yeah. how many years was elementary school for you? <laughs> yeah, in the 2000s, it was more like uh, junior high and high school. But I, I messed up. What can I say? 2020 has been a year. Everything just blends together. Your concept of time kind of just goes out the window. You're right. Now we have just day and night. We don't even name them anymore. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> days, days before... Uh, this year and days after this year. <laughs> That's right. So uh, what do you do for a living there, Jordan? I'm currently unemployed, trying to find work. All right. What kind of field do you work in? Um, I've done a lot of different stuff. I've done retail. At one point, I worked in hotels. Oh, my um, God. You had to deal with people. Yeah. I once worked at a temp agency. I used to clean up at the local publicly owned uh, sports arena where basketball and hockey games would play and concerts. Well, you uh, know what? Don't give up looking for work. I know it's tough now because of COVID. A lot of people are in the same boat as you, but yeah. uh, don't give up and don't feel, don't feel down on yourself because lots of people are in that situation. So you just keep going and keep trying. Now, what did you want to talk to me about? Um, I was just remembering this old proverb I was told about the Chinese Mandarin character for crisis was chaos and opportunity. And I couldn't think of any better way to sum up the year 2020. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you, there's probably uh, a number of young women who have that stamped in the uh, base of their spine with a tattoo and don't even know that's what it means. <laughs> yeah, because there's been a lot of chaos this year, obviously, but there's been a lot of opportunity, I know, a lot of people, including myself, um, everything going on this year, um, it's caused you to reflect on things. I actually had a friend in the United States who had COVID back in February, who unfortunately passed away a couple weeks ago. Oh, from, passed away from, wait, passed States. away from COVID? Shut up for a minute. Passed away from COVID? 
Um, they don't know because they did the autopsy. It was inconclusive. And now her family has to wait six to eight weeks to find out the cause of death. Well, that sucks. Yeah. But like I said, opportunity, because um, obviously with all the chaos and everything going on, if there's been bad blood between people, um, this is kind of like an opportunity for people to come together and say, wait a minute, we need to put aside our differences and work together <laughs> for the common good to look out for each other. Yeah, like that's happening. Yeah, it's that's, probably not going to happen. That's not what... It felt people, nice to say it, at least. Uh, listen, thanks, Snow White, but that ain't happening. People are sitting at home, and they're stewing. They're even more angry than they ever were before. They're thinking about, you remember that SOB? Remember what they did to me? No, no, no. This isn't... People aren't getting together and singing Kumbaya on Zoom. This is people who are getting more and more angry and cantankerous i do love your uh, your your hopeful optimism even though it's <laughs> not reflected in reality in any other way you have any other fantasies you want to share with us um i guess i call myself an optimistic pessimist <laughs> i think you're an optimistic optimist at this point in time <laughs> it wasn't that funny all right um do you have any hobbies by the way um video games and you got plenty of time to play those Definitely. <laughs> you have a PS5? Uh, no, um, they're very hard to get. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard. I was talking with with Money earlier here about how people are like robbing people and stealing their PS5s. These are people who really have a, a, understand what's important in life. Oh, um, God. All right. Well, uh, you keep playing those video games. You keep looking for work. Don't you give up, okay? I won't. You're I an won't. optimist, and I appreciate your call. And what's the weather like there in St. John's? Um, it's a bit rainy, but it's been snow on and off, but usually we get snow and then it melts within 24 hours. Well, we're going to be getting some uh, snow here apparently on Sunday, I was told. So, uh, yeah. yeah. The last thing I was going to say is to top it all off this year, uh, for two weeks we had a blizzard where basically the whole capital city was shut down and the Canadian military had to come in and shovel us out. The mili That's what I love about Canada. We use our military to shovel snow. <laughs> and, and deliver food to people. Yeah. True see, story. That yeah. happened during Hurricane Igor in 2010. That's what I love about this country. That's what we use our military for. And I'm not saying that <laughs> facetiously. I'm saying I do love this country because that's what we use our military for. All right. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Jordan, from St. John's. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. We have another call. All right. Who we got here? How you doing, Ed? Hi. Right, who's this? It's Dave from Colbert. Hey, Dave from Coburg, how you doing? Well, you know, I've been worse. You've been worse? That means sure, you've been better, we, too, I right? We, I guess we can all say that, right? Yeah. So uh, what's uh, what's uh, doing in Dave from Coburg's world? Well, um, I've been well, I've invited you on my show a couple of times. Uh, I host the Drive Time on Truly Local Radio in Northumberland County. You've invited me on? Oh, yeah. What have I said? Uh, no, No responses yet. Well, are you sure you're sending it to me and not somebody pretending to be me? Well, it was on Twitter, so, you know. Oh, you think I read every tweet that comes through? Do you know how many tweets I have coming through? I've got 50-something thousand followers. Billions of them. Billions of them. No, not billions, well, actually, but... At one point, you did reach out to invite me to join you on FU, but uh, for some reason that never happened. Today, I wanted to ask you, though. Yeah. Um, once you're finished complaining about me not coming on your show, what yeah, do you want to ask? Once I finish whining, exactly. Yeah. So um, I've I've been wondering about this premier of ours. You know, uh, um, we have a law in this country: criminal neglect. 
Section 219 of the Criminal Code. I'm just wondering why no one's exploring the possibility that this premier of ours has been nothing short of criminally neglect, uh, criminally neglectful rather in his, you know, his duties of care for the citizens shareholders of this province. Um, he, his health minister, his minister of education, his minister of long-term care, uh, they talk wonderful platitudes, but uh, other than that, they've just been standing by idly while uh, people are piling up like cordwood. Well, I think possibly the reason that nobody has charged them is they would have to be the ones that charge themselves. It's kind of pathetic, though, isn't it? Don't you think yet? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got, uh, I mean, remember, this is the premier who uh, in March told people, told kids, go out to Florida, go have a good time. And then they all came back infected. Uh, he's, uh, He's apparently got billions of dollars from the government that he's not been spending on COVID relief. I don't think he really knows how to do COVID relief. He shuts down industries uh, that aren't necessarily the ones that are spreading uh, the illness. And he keeps kids in school, even though school is shown to be a super spreader event. Um, He doesn't seem to have any grasp whatsoever on what's going on with this this virus. Now, fair enough, not a lot of us have a real grasp on what's going on with this virus. But he seems to be somebody who just seems clueless. He's, you know, if if he's not having a barbecue for Ford Nation, he doesn't really know how to run anything. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, he allegedly, uh, allegedly uh, sold uh, drugs when he was younger. Maybe allegedly, that business, yeah. maybe he needs to adopt some kind of business model like that, because apparently he was successful at it, at least that's what, what has been reported in the media. Uh, but he, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why he doesn't understand what he needs to do to fix it. He's got more data than we do, and yeah. uh, he doesn't seem to be doing much with it. No, he certainly does not. And, and, and to your point, I mean, he did receive uh, billions of dollars from the federal government so far for this COVID relief, also for uh, rapid testing, which, of course, hasn't been happening. I mean, this really is nothing short of criminal negligence on the part of the government. I, I, I have to say, I really hope there's someone in law enforcement listening to this, because quite frankly, um, he has, you know, he's really screwed the pooch, as they say, Ed, and no offense. No offense to me. It's not my pooch. <laughs> so absolutely, uh, yeah. No. So, beyond, uh, so, so other than that, Ed, uh, I mean, everything's going just hunky dory uh, here in Coburg. I mean, we've had very few, if any, cases at all. Uh, people have been uh, self-isolating. People have been wearing masks. People have been following the instructions. Of course, you're self-isolating. You're in Coburg. <laughs> Coburg is self-isolation. You got to come down here, man. It's wonderful. Yeah. What, 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 what would uh, what would draw me? To Coburg, Ontario. What what do you think would entice me to come to Coburg? Well, we've got a wonderful documentary playing at a local theater right now called First We Eat. Uh, it's a documentary by a filmmaker called Suzanne Crocker, and it's about her and her family's one-year journey of eating only locally available food in the Yukon. <laughs> One of the best docs I've seen in a while, Ed. You should check it out. So, sorry, sorry, I fell asleep there. You know, well, documentary you, film about, yeah, that's, uh, Ed, you, know, you know, you don't go working in the travel and tourism business. Because when somebody <laughs> asks you, why would you come to my community? And you point out a documentary that is running in a well, theater hey, about somebody. Shut up a minute. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, Capitol Theater right now, they've got their Festival of Lights Christmas uh, show going on. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I should come to Coburg for that because nobody else is doing Festival of Lights. <laughs> it's only in Coburg. And while I'm there, I can catch a documentary about a family eating homegrown, locally grown food for a year. In the Yukon. That's the key here, Ed. In the Yukon. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Imagine that. Hang on. You know what? Julie, you're going to have to play tapes because I'm going to have to I have to leave right now. He's made me so eager to go to Coburg <laughs> and watch some boring ass documentary about people eating food that was locally grown. Hey, come on. It's, uh, it, it, it was an adventure, man. An adventure to go to Coburg? Maybe. No, no. Well, the adventures in Coburg are, are, are far beyond that. I mean, we've got lots of things you could come check out, but obviously it's not even the right time of the year. We've got one of the best beaches in Ontario, but it's not exactly beach weather, is it? So, No, it's not. Uh, it, apparently the only thing going on there is a boring documentary. Well, there are a number of other things happening, of course, but, uh, you know, that's that's one thing I'm interested in right now. Yeah, and, oh, well, uh, you're, you know. you're, you're a real fi- firecracker, aren't you? A real fi- yes, I am a real firecracker. Yeah, yeah you, I, man, you know, you, how do you live I, a life so full of excitement, so brimming with joy? Uh, well, you know, um, I, I am a, a guy who is just focused on staying positive. <laughs> as long as that's not a test for COVID. <laughs> No, exactly. It's not a test for COVID. Is there a test for COVID? Is there a legitimate test for COVID? Is there time on the show today to get into the anti, uh, co- uh, anti-COVID stuff? Or, uh, or uh... No, there's never time on this show to get into that. I don't have time for BS. Go to the Internet. There's plenty of people out oh, there. Oh, no kidding. Hey, no kidding. It's exploded there. It's exploding there. Yeah, well, uh, well, I guess one thing i got to ask you is, uh, do, you, do you think Trump's going to get reelected? <laughs> Time moves slower in Coburg, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, thank you for coming. What was your That's name Ed. again, hey. Bob? No, it's Dave from Coburg. Uh, Bob's my brother. All right. Uh, Ed, Ed, you know what? You should check out uh, Canada's only holistic political chat at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon on Truly Local Radio, Northumberland 89. Okay, okay. You come on one radio station, tell people to listen to another radio station. That's right. That's the plug, bud. Shameless. Yeah, I, I, is it as exciting as watching people eat local food? Okay. Thank you very much for calling, well, thanks Dave. Thanks for the time, Ed. Bye, Dave from Coburg. And if you guys want to call up, the number is 416 416- Six four zero zero two zero zero. I know you're out there, by the way, because according to uh, the ratings of the people here, we did we had a lot of people listening last week. So I don't know if as many of you are listening this week as we're listening last week. But uh, if you are, give me a call. I, I don't bite. Hell, I don't even have teeth. All right. Uh, should we go to uh, Julie? Should we go to a break? She's nodding. The music sort of tells me that she agrees with me. All right, we're going to go to a break, talk to, listen to some interesting stuff from our sponsors, and come back with more here on the show.
Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. You know what, Julie? Uh, since this show is kind of like a cruise, I'm gonna make you my cruise director, Julie. You don't even understand that reference, though. You're far too young to understand Julie, the cruise director, from the Love Boat. Love Boat! You're... You, you, that's not... Uh, can you get Love Boat on, uh, on, uh, uh, the, on the internet there, uh, Julie? I know you're on the phone. You can't get Love Boat? You don't know. You haven't looked. You haven't looked. Love... Exciting and new, come aboard, we're expecting you. You should check it out. A lot of guy, a lot of visits from Tom Bosley. Okay, uh, we are ready to do our uh, little showbiz update with our friend Andy Willis. Let's play the music. There we go. Music. And it's time for Dispatches from Andyland. With my friend Andy Willis. Andy, are you there, my friend? Hi, you know, after being in Coburg, the only place to go is the love boat. Yeah, the, well, the, the love boat used to dock in Coburg. <laughs> it was in episodes they didn't open. play. Uh, you know what? Last, last time we talked, I was doing some uh, ice fishing with Mary Walsh, as you know. And you always call me at the worst times because right now I'm doing uh, some shopping for some jock straps with Dan Levy down on Church Street. So thanks for interrupting my day. I don't even know what to say to that. All right, what's happening in show business? All right, let's get into Wonder Woman. Now, I know you love superheroes. And I do. So do I. And, uh, you know, Gal Gadot, you can watch her with Kristen Wiig and uh, Chris Pine and Robin White, right? Uh, Chris's Day. So the new Wonder Woman movie is out. Now, I don't know too much about it. I didn't see the first one, but I will say... I'm what do you mean you didn't see the was... first one? Pardon? You didn't see the first one? I didn't, and you know I what do the, what love are you, a Julie? woman in a cape and cuffs, and uh, you know, uh, but I, I haven't seen it. I, I will see this one though because I would like to see Gal Gadot slap around Chris Pine a little bit. No, okay. First of all, it's pronounced Gal Gadot because she's Israeli, oh. and that's how it's pronounced. She's not French. You're not waiting for Godot, it's Godot, but you, many people get that wrong. Secondly, you cannot watch Wonder Woman 2 until you see Wonder Woman 1. Wonder Woman 1 was an epic movie. It was the, Wonder Woman 1 fulfills what superhero movies are supposed to make you do, which is you leave the theater wanting to be that superhero. And when I left the theater after watching Wonder Woman, I wanted to be Wonder Woman. That was an epic, what? how can you not, how, uh, honestly. How do you how do you think I felt about Mary Poppins? I thought, you know, I felt the same way just about her. I wanted to be her. I wanted an umbrella. I wanted to sing Chim Chimney and just fly through the sky. Just like Wonder Woman, you know, it's just, that's how I felt. That's my superhero. Mary, Mary Poppins couldn't stop any bullets. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Uh, now, should we start talking about who's the sexiest man in Hollywood right now? I know that's no, not first, really your cup of tea. But, we'll get, we'll get to that. Wonder Woman coming out on uh, December 25th on uh, in theaters, I guess in the yeah. U.S. because they're closed here, in theaters and on uh, HBO Max. That's uh, a big departure. I mean, that's a huge tentpole for Warner Brothers. They spend a lot of money on those movies. They expect to make a lot of money back. And I guess they're pretty much figuring that... Uh, it uh, it's not gonna the theaters aren't gonna be open in order to make enough money for this movie, so they might as well just get it out there already. 
It's been sitting on the shelf for a while, but uh, these are movies that should be seen on the big screen. I'm kind of sad that they're releasing it for the small screen, because it really, these are movies that should be seen on the big screen, and they should hold it up. There's lots of movies that you watch them in the movie theater, you say, I could have watched them on TV. They're probably movies Julie would see. Um, But, you know, these big epic movies, you need to see them on the big screen, so I'm very sorry that that's happening. Um, Now, what's happening with the sexiest man alive? It's Michael B. Jordan. He, uh, so for those of you who may not know, he was in Black Panther. I actually know him from the movie Fruitvale Station, which is a harrowing movie of two gay men who find love together on the CN rail. <laughs> it's a what? great movie. Did you uh, make no, that up? Just, you made that up. completely different. We won't get into it. Wait, you but. made that up. You just made that. That isn't true. Is no, that? that's not true. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fruitvale Station's actually a little more somber. It's about, about a man who got shot by the police in Oakland. So, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, but no. I can see how you would confuse the two. Post to him, he is sexiest man alive, apparently, and I kind of believe it. But I want to know, you know exactly how they go about canvassing to find the sexiest man alive. You have to say it that way: sexiest man alive. Alive. That's right. How do you? <laughs> well, they send me out first, and you know, I kind of have to oh, go see. Couch, couch and find out. Oh, I um, see. But- By the way, you know what movie he was in, uh, Julie? No. Creed. You know what Creed is? No. Creed is a sequel series to Rocky, and Sylvester Stallone was in it as Rocky. You would know that, and you would be cup on this current, I mean, nothing more current than the sexiest man alive. He's just named this week. You would be up on the current pop culture if you had seen Creed, and if you had seen Creed, you would want to watch Rocky. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it online and prove to you that, that these movies are online. Which movie are you going to watch? Rocky? Yes. Watch Rocky or Rocky 3. Rocky 3 was my absolute favorite with Mr. T. But uh, I don't know if you can watch Rocky 3 without having seen Rocky 1. You probably can. Anyway, Rocky 1 was amazing. All right. Michael B. B. Jordan, he's actually going to be in Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. And Tom Clancy, I love. Like, I love any sort of Tom Clancy series. So um, I'll be into that. Are you going to be watching that? Um, I didn't even hear about it until you just mentioned it. Oh, well, then there you go. You know who I actually think should have won Sexiest Man Alive just because, you know, he's so sweaty and manly and angry? Who? Rudy Giuliani. Just, ah, the picture-perfect man. I mean, just that sweat just mm, did things for me. Is there any proof that he's really alive? Well, no. I mean, of course I'm joking. How about the the sexiest man barely alive? That, that, that is definitely going to be a new look. You know, that would be in the National Review cover of Sexiest Man Barely Alive uh, for those hip GOP kids in the crowd. Uh, so, Michael J. Fox, this is actually a little sad. I don't have any jokes about this because, you know, it's pretty somber. Um, the other, the other um, Michael, you know, he's retiring from acting. He can't memorize or recall words, which is really, really challenging for him as an actor. And uh, so he's going to be taking a step back. Now, what is your favorite Michael J. Fox movie? Oh, Back to the Future. Wait a minute. Julie, did you see Back to the Future? I think you should stop asking me these questions. Oh, come on! You didn't see Back to the Future? (laughs) I know, I know. Were you raised in a veal cage? I'm so sorry. You know what? I'll add that to my list. (laughs) You will love Back to the Future. It is an amazing movie. Yeah, I know. It's a classic. I know, I know. What, what do you Julie, spend your time I, doing, you know, I, Julie? I felt, I felt bad mispronouncing Gal Dot, you know? I mean, <laughs> but geez, you, you've never seen Back to the Future. No, but I mean, I know the concept. I know it's, I know it's a classic. I know. It's hilarious. It's a great movie. 
I, I, I don't know how you were. My favorite. You were you were raised in some cloister somewhere in a plastic bubble. I don't know I how you avoided all these classics. I don't know what it is you spend your time doing. All right. Um, so Michael J. Fox retiring from acting because he's got advanced Parkinson's disease, and this is sad because yeah. I love Michael J. Fox. And uh, his, his, every movie he's been in, he's great. Every TV role he's done, he was great. Spin City was a great sitcom that Julie's never heard of. It was, uh, it, it was very, very underrated for its time. He continued acting up until, like, even recently I saw him on a show called The Good Fight, where he played a, a sort of sleazy lawyer. And uh, he had a sitcom, Michael J. Fox show, I think it was called, that didn't last very long. I think because people are uncom- were uncomfortable laughing at his disability, because the show was basically, basically about a character who was him, who had Parkinson's. And uh, he, he was making light of his life. And I think people are uncomfortable. They don't know whether they're supposed to laugh or they're allowed to laugh at that, even though he's the guy telling them, let's laugh at this. Uh, but very sad to see him uh, having to retire, because I do like seeing him on the screen. No, he's a beauty. Uh, should we get into Harry Styles? That's all I got left for you. I mean, I've been so busy with Dan Levy just brunching everywhere. Uh, should we get into a little Harry Styles? Oh, this thing is crazy. I can't believe the uproar that this caused. Go ahead. This is oh, the uh, the photos, right? No, Well, yeah, the fracas of it all. I mean, straight people love it or hate it. Gay people love it or hate it. Uh, and what they're not either liking or loving is uh, that he was on the cover of Vogue in a dress. Now, here's the thing. Gays don't like it because they're calling it queer baiting, which is when someone straight basically takes queer culture and takes the good parts of it and enjoy it, and they don't have to carry along the bad parts. So that's what, you know, my people are all freaked out about. Um, But, you know, there's also, let's look at the black community. They're a little bit upset, too, because Young Thug in 2016 was wearing a dress. Uh, Andre 3000 did in in 2000. I mean, these are straight, you know, uh, you know, male rappers who are wearing dresses, and they get completely overlooked. Look at Dennis Rodman. I mean, hello, in the 90s, when was he not wearing a dress? So it's it's kind of a little bit lame because people feel a little overlooked right now, but Harry Styles, I just say let him have it. Let him have fun. He's a beautiful guy, and I do love his music. Well, the thing is that the people in the black community who feel that they've been overlooked, first of all, a lot of the time when that was done, the uh, social media wasn't as toxic as it is now because the, the, the whole uproar is on social media, and I don't understand why anybody gives a rat's ass why if somebody's wearing a, a dress or not. If he wa- first of all, I thought it was an ugly dress. That was my only complaint. Why do we care? Why do we care? Why do people get so tied up in knots, angry? There was a whole discussion about whatever happened to manly men. Manly men can wear anything and still seem manly. That's the thing about being a manly man. You don't just, you know, put on, like, jeans and a leather vest or something and uh, dress like the Marlboro Man, and uh, that makes you macho. The clothes don't make the man. The man makes the clothes. You know what? Times are changing. Gen Z, I'm into it. I love it. And Everyone needs to get on board, too, because things are going to get a lot more fluid and a lot more fun in the future. So a toast to Harry in 2021. All right. And a toast to you, Andy, for uh, bringing us this entertainment. Thank you so much, baby. And actually, while I'm here, I just want to give a shout out to a band that I'm really loving right now that's Canadian. And I love supporting Canada because I'm Canadian through and through. It's a band called The Escape. They're from Vancouver. Everyone should check them out. The Estate? The Escape. The Escape. What I'm about to do right now, just rush out of the change room in a jockstrap with Dan Levy. It's weird. Oh. We're going to go grab some brunch later. All right, you guys go and do that. It's a little late for brunch. Oh, no, actually, not All where right. you are. You're in Vancouver. All right. 
Thank you very much, Andy Willis, for bringing us dispatches from Andyland. Here, play that music again, Julie. Can you play that music again? I'm not asking you to play it like on instruments. Just press the button. We love Julie. Julie's on the there love boat go. right now. She's having too much fun diving into a pool. All right. Thank you very much, Andy. You're welcome, baby. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That's Andy Willis. Dispatches from Andyland, our weekly update on show business. And now we're going to go to a break. And when we come back a little later before the end of the show, we shall have poetry. So stay with us on Ed the Sock Lives. Don't forget to call us. 416-640-0200. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Here on Ed the Sock Lives, we're taking your calls, 416-640-0200. This always happens. People wait until the end of the show, and then they all pile up. All right, we have a call. This is Andrew from Kitchener. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Ed. How's it going? Good. What's up with you? I'm just curious about your thoughts on uh, Doug Ford's government banning municipal elections using ranked ballot. Uh, I, don't even, I don't understand why he did it. I don't understand why he sticks his nose into these various into these various municipalities. I didn't understand. Well, I understood why he cut the number of councillors in Toronto. It was revenge. But this idea of why he sticks if, if a municipality wants to go to rank ballots, why does he care? Why does he take away the uh, the independence of local municipalities to run democracy their way? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of first past the post because I just think it's it, it's. It's as good as rank ballots. I do like rank ballots. I think proportional representation is a, is is nonsense. Um, but I I don't understand why he would take away rank ballots. There must be something. Maybe he has a donor that has uh, something invested in first past the post because that seems to be what motivates him a lot. You know, when, when he allowed construction sites to stay open because he's got a lot of donors that are in the construction business. And he allows uh, banquet halls to stay open because he's got a lot of donors in the banquet hall business. You know, things like that. Now, of course, we don't know that that's why he does it. It's just a very interesting correlation. What do you think? Well, it's, it's just interesting, like you're saying, you know, more and more countries are moving towards alternatives to first past the post. So you would think it's an odd move to be you know, less democratic, right? Well, it, it, it is. And it's not like there's... We've got a problem in Ontario now. It's called COVID. There's, you know, there's, we've got a real serious public health issue, and he's fiddling around with nonsense like this. We've got uh, people, the families uh, uh, who have autistic children are still waiting for a proper plan from this government. They're, they're waiting desperately. Autistic kids aren't getting the proper care that they need. And he, what is he doing? He's giving a damn about how people in, municipal, uh, in different municipalities vote. Is this how he assigns priorities? What the hell's the matter with him? Maybe he needs to go back into that fake kitchen and make some more cheesecake or something to make himself happy. I don't right. understand why, what this government does or why it does it. Um, they pick fights with teachers' unions because they think somehow it'll win with their base to fight against unions, and then it backfires on them. It's, I, I, can, you know, I can't wait until the opportunity to vote this government out, but the thing is, I'm looking at the uh, alternatives, and it's not like there's any great hopes on on the other sides either. Maybe I need to start a party and run in Ontario. There you go. I'll rank you first then. 
Oh, no, you won't, because there will be no ranked ballots in Ontario. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the snow this weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just got my snow tires on. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you for calling. Take care, Ed. Okay, that's Andrew. And we have another call. This is Helen. Hello, Helen. Hello, Ed. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Toronto. All right. And what did you want to talk about? Oh, I was going to say that I've been following you since... Uh, uh, City TV. Really? You didn't follow me earlier? Yeah, but I used to go to all your tapings. Oh, did you go to the ones where people would come in drunk and then vomit up french fries in the <laughs> aisle? I think they always vomited outside, didn't they? Oh, no. Oh, no. See, the, the geniuses at City TV back then said it's a late-night show, Ed's Night Party, so we should record it late at night. So we'd record it Saturday nights. At 11.30, we'd start recording it. Not knowing, I guess, they didn't know that all late-night shows record about 5.30 in the afternoon. So we would record Saturday nights on Queen Street, when Queen Street was still a hub of, uh, of, of people. And uh, people would go and get fries from, like, the Harveys across the street uh, after they'd had a lot to drink, and they'd show up, and every week... Poor Bob used to have to go and clean up the vomit, the, the, the chunky fries that were in the, in the aisles. Well, I remember those tapings well, went well into the early hours of the morning. They sure did, and uh, I'd like for this call to go into the early hours of the morning, too, but i got to get to my poem. you got to get to your poem. Okay, well, I'll listen on the—I'm listening on, um, on the computer. Okay, well, you keep doing that. Yeah, our radio wouldn't pick you up, so went to the computer, and there it is. Computers are good for that. All right, thank you for calling. You're quite welcome. All right, uh, it's time for uh, Andrew Nurse. Uh, he is our poet laureate. We thought bring a little class to this joint and to this show by having some poetry every week, and Andrew writes his own poetry and recites it. How's it going? Good. What's the name of the poem this week, Andrew? It's Monologue. Monologue. Okay, you're the you're the final bit of the show, so let her rip. All right, here we go. I am the thistle field under your bare feet, the dead end on a street with my name. When you take away my props and strip the wardrobe, I'm a skeleton of lies holding up convincing flesh. If we stare into each other, I'll be absent, off somewhere in a past tense that's making me sicker, coughing up a young me. From which the distance to now grows thicker. That's it. Is that's it part of the poem? That's the whole thing. Oh, that's the whole thing. No, okay. that's it. Yeah, that's it is the uh, second title. Oh, that's okay. Well, Andrew Nurse, thank you very much for providing that uh, that bit of erudition and elevating I the class really of this uh, this program. And we look forward to your poem next week. Thanks. Thanks for bringing me back. All right, Andrew Nurse, everybody. Yay. All right. One week I'll have to ask him what these poems mean. All right, that's it, Julie. Thank you for being my cruise director this uh, this hour. And uh, watch Rocky. And uh, that's it. I'm Ed the Sock. Don't forget, you can want to get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Ed the Sock. You can tweet me at ed at edthesock.com. And go to edthesock.com if you want to find more Ed stuff and Ed merchandise and crap like that. All right, that's it. I'm out. Like I always say, I'd rather be a smartass than a dumbass. See you next week. Missed part of the show or the whole show? Go to saga960am.ca to find the podcast.